Hi, friends. Thanks for joining us. Smash that subscribe button. It helps the channel grow. We can't thank you all enough for the growth of our channel. And don't forget, we have the draw this Wednesday for all our YouTube subscribers. So subscribe just to win a free signed Milt Stiegel jersey. Benny, where can they find us on social media? Yeah, that jersey is going to be awesome to win. Uh, you can find us at Ray Benny Sports. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Also check us out on Reddit and uh, leave us a rating on your favorite uh, podcast provider, please. Let's get it going. It's Labor Day. All the Labor Day classic ha classics have been played. Uh, let's start off with the Bombers and the Rough Riders, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, props to Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Well-played game. Their offensive line played above what I thought they would. Dola Gala had time. He didn't make mistakes. They won 32-30. Uh, but let's start off with the good. You got some good? Yeah, just a great weekend of games, too, even though the Bombers ended up losing. I mean, besides Toronto-Hamilton, maybe, but the other games, all close, all good games, down to the wire kind of thing. So, fun yeah. fun weekend. Um, for me, I don't know. There wasn't a lot of good that I can pick out in this game, really. Uh, Oliveira, good again. He seemed like the only one that was really pounding it and feeling it in that game. Uh, probably the only guy that didn't end up making mistakes throughout it. I ended up with 88 yards and two touchdowns. Um, and then, to me, Nick Dembski was the other one that kind of brought it on the offense, a uh, couple of wicked catches, um, a nice one-handed grab, and then he bailed out Kalaros on a long ball later on. But yeah, other than that, it's pretty thin for me. Yeah, nothing else? Nothing else that I could really think of or that I want to pick out of this game. I mean, they fought back, I guess, but they probably shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Absolutely not. Uh, I do have Oliveira and Dembski. They are the standouts on offense. Obviously, Dembski with over 100 yards with 118. I can also say the secondary. Some folks might laugh at that, but I thought the coverage for the most part was more than serviceable. Uh, with a big field and the depth of receiver talent in Saskatchewan, QBs can't be allowed to sit in the pocket and find the open receiver. You have usually have like three seconds to get the ball out. Dola Gala had more than that from what I saw on many plays. So I thought the secondary for the amount of time that they are left hanging by the lack of a pass rush, uh, I, I think they did a good job. And of course the crowd, it's great seeing blue spots represented in the sea of green. So shout out to all y'all. Hope y'all got home safe. Uh, y'all were pretty loud. So uh, believe you me, we have made that ride of shame home. So we <laughs> get the pain, we get the pain. So uh, shout out to the bomber fans who made the ride. Uh, I guess, I, mean, I guess you can give it to Adam Big Hill, a couple sacks in the game. But other than that, to me, the defense just was kind of lackluster uh, all around. Just too many mistakes and, and just not getting a big stop or a turnover or anything like that. But we're on yeah. the good right now. So I thought the Bummer O-line for the most part also, well, they didn't look bad, yeah. uh, but they didn't look too, too good. But especially in this, the passing game, but they got the running game going. They only let one sack go, I think. Uh, Dobson was schooled in the middle on that one sack. So it kind of made me wonder where Jeff Gray was at the time. Was he hurt? I'm not sure. Uh, was he not playing well? Because there's also been rumblings of him not being very good at guard uh, consistently. So I, I'd like to have some clarity on that. But I thought that Bomber online was okay. Yeah, it seems like they switched Gray and Dobson every once in a while. Um, yeah, Gray, Gray uh, hasn't been playing as good as he had earlier in the season. So I can see why they're throwing that in. But I don't know if that helps the guys or not. Throw them off rhythm a bit. I'm not sure, but needs to get better, especially that interior line. Any else? And any other good? Uh, good game. That was about it. <laughs> Entertaining. It was, it was a good game. Overtime. <laughs> Fantastic. First time uh, Labor Day Classic has been decided in overtime, I believe. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. That's pretty good. The bad. Uh, 
every week since week three, this slow start offense. It's mind-boggling, and I still don't understand it. You know, like Claris did go four for 11 to start. Zero passing yards in the first quarter is horrible. Uh, and we talk about slow starts and them getting bit in the ass, and they got bit in the ass. And, yeah. and not to say that Claros is all on his shoulders, because uh, the play calling also was bland and puzzling as well. Yeah, if you want to go that whole offense, Claros, again, a little bit on the run in the beginning of the game. His interception to Marshall was, again, it's mind-boggling because you're thinking, how's he getting fooled like this? And it's been a few weeks in a row now where the guys are just kind of waiting there and then jump in front of his passes. Um, so, yeah, like you said, Four, uh, four completions that one drive in the first half, right? All hundred yards were on that drive and they scored on it. Other than that, it was terrible on offense um, and drops too. Dalton Schoen dropped a few, uh, co- at least a couple that he probably should add. The third one was a little bit tougher, I believe, but it just was all around was not smooth from that offense. And it, and when you see it work so well in that drive, you're like, why can't they do this all the time? Or why can't they get this started earlier in the game? Right. So disappointing effort. They woke up in the second half, but, too little, too late. Yeah, that interception by Caleros. Like, great play by Marshall. That yeah. was a phenomenal defensive play to look like you're taking the wide guy, baiting him, and then jumping that pass. But Caleros didn't even look off that guy. No. It was snap, look to Bailey, throw it right away. And it's just like Marshall just had to jump in front of it. Yeah, yeah. it seemed like similar to the Montreal one, the third one, the second pick six, where he kind of just – had his guy and he was throwing it there no matter what, no matter where the Montreal D was. And then this yeah. same play, same play. And, and, and so I, so, I don't mean to call the play calling bland, but it was definitely not creative. Like the commitment to the long ball was mm. mind boggling. Where are these intermediate passes? The middle of the field was open almost all day long. Why not use Ola Tarski in the middle? Why not use Bailey in the middle? Why not use Dembski more in the middle? The middle of the field was open and they're going for these long balls. Puzzling. I don't know why. Yeah, and the thing with, with them, a lot of them were either double teamed, sometimes triple teamed, and he would still chuck it down there. He did have a shorter intermediate pass one time, and he still went to a guy that was at least double teamed, maybe even triple if I'm remembering the right play, but but it was. And a lot of his passes were underthrown. Even the Nick Damsky one that he ended up catching, it was underthrown. He had to fight back to get that ball and just lie down on the ground basically and catch it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it was just – it wasn't a good first half at all for the Bombers, and nothing they did was right or got, got done right kind of thing. So, Yeah, it seemed that they didn't also use much motion as much as they have the past few weeks to confuse Saskatchewan. And no play action. You have, like, not no play action, the rare use of play action. When you don't have as mobile as a quarterback and you have one, you have the best running back in the league and you're not using play action on first down? Ah. I yeah, maybe, maybe the noise played a bigger factor than we know and that, that got rid of a lot of those motion plays because they couldn't talk or hear each other after, you know, after the huddle kind of thing. So it was allowed. It was loud, especially late in that game. I'm not buying that one. I'm not <laughs> buying the loudness and using motion. Come on, put your hand up. Go. That's it. Do this. We've seen quarterbacks do this all up. Do this. So I'm not buying that thing. I, I don't know. know. It's been, that <laughs> I, I don't know enough about it. The play calling. I don't know. Any other um, bad? To me, the D as a whole, like like you say, the DBs were left on an island kind of sometimes, but also the DBs. Saskatchewan only scored two touchdowns in this game, one in regulation, right? And on that drive, a couple of DBs, uh, Demario Houston and Winston Rose, went for the pick or the big play instead of, you know, keying in on their guys. And it led to big catches um, and runs by the Saskatchewan receivers, which ended up leading to their only touchdown, basically. Um, 
And I know the D was not in great field position for most of this game because special teams is another bad factor. So they hung in tough and they made some good stops holding Saskatchewan to field goals. But those DBs got to watch it sometimes. If they're going to make those moves, they got to make sure that there's someone back there to to save their butts and make a good tackle. Yeah, but those outplays aren't quick plays. Those take time to develop. And that means you're not getting a pass rush. Oh, yeah. The pass rush was terrible for sure. It's either you play the guy and you push him out of bounds or you go for the pick. Yeah. But there's there's got to be a pass rush to force Dola Gala to make a decision a lot quicker and, yeah. or make a bad throw. I don't know. It's just frustrating. And I don't mean to yeah. badmouth anyone on the defense. They're a great defense. It just wasn't clicking this week. No, they ended up with three sacks, but really the pressure just wasn't there, especially in OT. They brought no pressure and Dola Gala had no problem uh, completing that uh, drive for a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lay off the play calling. And in play calling, that includes formations. Last week, I'd say, I said, you know, what? I'm not gonna mention the heavy set. Now, why aren't they playing the heavy set? They're having trouble as uh, really protecting Caleros at the beginning of the game. Want to put the heavy set in, run Olivera more, use play action, and and you know get your receivers in a better uh, position to make plays deep rather than going deep when it's when they're double coverage or triple coverage. I don't know. Sorry, I'm frustrated, Bomber fans. um special teams that kick coverage team uh yeah you can almost throw that into ugly um kind of thing but that between that and the return the lack of a return game it's killing the bombers like saskatchewan is basically starting at least to their 40 to the to midfield almost every time and like i said they didn't have to get much to get a field goal range because lather was feeling it and he was hitting those 50 yarders so they got to fix that they got to figure it out because they're getting burnt every week and alfred you know he's going to get another opportunity next week yeah, these guys are just staying in their lanes Man. and staying in their lanes hard. No one was trying to make a play on this guy or make him change his course. Uh, it was it was probably the worst special teams I've seen this team play oh, yeah. in a while. Yeah, and, they, and they've been pretty bad this year. You know, but this under Michael worse. Shea, under Michael Shea, the yeah. special teams guru, the reason why he got the head coaching job. Exactly, that's weird. Yeah, it is. They um, got to fix that. Any other bads? No bads. No more. Oh, I still got bads. Oh, that okay. defensive line, the <laughs> lack of pressure, and Richie Hall choosing not to blitz Dola Gala, giving Dola Gala all day long to look for receivers and for longer routes to progress, you know, and the ability for them to focus on Jeff Code and Jefferson, again, off of the stat sheet, stat, uh, sack-wise, not, you know, in regards to them making a difference. Obviously, they're there. They're making a difference, but, oh, man. Yeah, he was it, too settled in that pocket. You know, yeah, why not send the blitz the more often? Yeah. What are they Especially doing? in overtime. Overtime, there was nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Oh. But even when they brought heats, on, I mean, for the most part, it wasn't getting through either. Yes, on Big Hill sacks, it did. But, you know, for the most part, a lot of other times when he brought it, it just wasn't getting through. And then they even lost Saskatchewan, lost Colin Kelly on the O-line. And it still didn't, didn't miss a beat, it seemed. Yeah. So good job by them. Good job by that uh, Saskatchewan O-line. Any other bads? No. You? Man, that call on Cam Lawson, it's not bad. It's borderline. But you know what? If you look at it in detail, which they can do, he was the ball was almost stripped. It was loose. Dola Gala put his head down to look at the ball. His head was down. It 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 was lowered. It gave the more of a surface to hit. And he obviously wasn't going for his head. They gotta use discretion and you know, this this automatically because the head is touched, it's a penalty. That that takes any I don't know. Well, sometimes, sometimes there's got to be discretion when you can replay sometimes, that. Sometimes when the head is touched, it's not a penalty. 
And I, this is borderline. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Should we just yeah. go right into the ugly of talking about uh, quarterback hits to the head? All right, go ahead, bro. There you go. Pete Robinson, man. If you want to get anything ugly in this game, that's Pete Robinson and the officials in this game that not only did that play happen, there was no flag right away. There was nothing. It took probably either the command center or whatever these guys to watch a replay to see what the heck happened here. And then the fact that he didn't get kicked out of this game does not make sense to me either. Yeah. And he should not have been allowed to finish this game. Terrible hit, yeah. terrible look for the league. Straight headbutt, man, to the opposing quarterback. That's a clown show. Yeah. Like, it it might not have changed the outcome of the game. Well, nope. obviously it did because the Bombers scored because of that. Yeah. And they got a second chance. But, like, that just looks horrible. Oh, yeah, for the league, big time. And those officials, man. I, how does that not even get reviewed upstairs afterwards saying, hey, he's got to be ejected? Yeah. You know, you can blame the refs all you want, but it's, as far as I know, they can call down and make that probably decision for the refs. So, terrible. Terrible for the league. Oof. Bomber fans, put your comments below. Tell us how you think Labor Day went. Uh, can't wait for Banjo Bowl, though. Yeah, it'll be good. And the other thing about that hit is anyone defending that hit or making it seem like it was okay. And another place, even Sanchez, I think today on TSN was saying, hey, other quarterbacks, every time a quarterback hit, say they hit in the head now, they got to get suspended for a game because Pete Robinson did get suspended. But hmm. like you say, the lost ones happened kind of in the middle of a play. This one was after a play, well after a play, uh, and he did it. It didn't happen during a play. So to me, yeah. it's a totally different hit altogether. Yeah, and to say, like, the guy was not thinking of hurting the guy. He didn't care. He yeah. the trash talk so bad that he smashed him in the head with his helmet. And then he flexed. <laughs> like, whatever, man. He didn't even think what he did anything joke. wrong. What a joke. I hope the Bombers go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that Good thing next they play episode. again. Good thing they play again next week. Oh, I got that cowbell. It's going to be <laughs> loud. It's going to be crazy there. It will Let's be. go into CFL grades. Let's go into CFL grades. Uh... I'll go with BC Lions. I'll give them a B plus. Uh, they allowed Montreal back in the game. They snapped their losing skid. Good for them. Uh, they looked a little more like the team they resembled earlier. Adams was solid. Not many mistakes. The defense is not quite there, but they did get five sacks. Yeah. So yep. I'll give them a B plus. All right. I'm going to give Montreal a C plus. Um, they battled in this game. Uh, they even took the lead in the fourth quarter, uh, but then fell apart from there and allowed BC to score what? 10, un, 10 unanswered, 9 unanswered, or whatever it was. But yeah, Fajardo, two costly mistakes. He had a decent game yardage-wise and everything, but two costly interceptions. Uh, one was in the red zone um, as well. And then they only end up with red zone field goals. That's it. No touchdowns. So they had to yes. finish there. So they, they had a good game. They just couldn't execute and finish. 0 for 3 in the red zone? Yeah, just field goals. So Jeez. kind of lack of pressure on Vernon Adams as well. So Yeah. And they've actually been... Pretty good at pressure since they've got Sean Lemon. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know what the bombers are gonna do to get that pressure going on the line. Sorry, it's not bombers. <laughs> you know what? Yes, we're talking bombers now. My turn. Great. Are you oh, sorry? Montreal, we're done. Yeah. Okay, bombers. Uh, they gotta get that pass rush going. Yeah, like, they get a C plus, and we've covered the most of it for, for a team that you know uh, it was a great game. One of the best Labor Day classics I've seen, and that's not taking anything away from Saskatchewan. They played great. Dola Gala played great, but the Bombers had plenty of self-inflicted wounds. Yeah. They did not play a good game at all, and I'll, and I'll give them a C plus, Maybe even a C. They get a C. All right. Special I'm gonna teams give... oh, drops it. Go ahead. 
Oh yeah, that's big it. time. That's it. That's it. And that's where my biggest grade or bump to grade really is for Saskatchewan. Uh, B plus for them. Uh, not only the first play of the game where the onside kick, we didn't even talk about that. The onside kick where the Bombers guys are 15 yards off. Yeah. So you're not even close. Uh, and Saskatchewan recovers it. Let's, luckily the D stopped it, but it was all special teams. Special teams was the biggest difference in this game. Saskatchewan was starting at generally at midfield where the Bombers were starting inside their 20 to 30 kind of thing. Um, and the funny thing is Saskatchewan's lone touchdown in regulation was an hundred yard touchdown, right? Or 101 or whatever it was drive. So um, B plus for Saskatchewan, it wasn't pretty, but they got the job done. Um, yeah. And they, they didn't blow it. A lot of crazy plays on Labor Day. Not yeah. just this Labor Day, but traditionally on Labor Day. Coaches like to take risks. It's a high emotional game. So they like to either take risks to get that emotion and momentum and emotion in their on their side, or they want to take it right away. And Saskatchewan yeah. took it right away. And I'm surprised by Dickinson, man. I didn't expect Craig Dickinson to do that. I expected him even at some point to fake a punt uh, after that play kind of thing. So, But yeah. good decision by him. Yeah, Bombers didn't try anything. No. Offense, defense, or you, special it, teams. Sorry, there, there was a play late in the game, the last pass for the Bombers. It looked like even like pass interference on that play. Again, O'Shea, hang on to the challenge, did not throw it. Uh, yeah. Why Why not? Why? What are you saving for, uh, Saving it for at that point? You know, so. And coaching yeah. and special teams, why didn't they take the ball at the 30? Why did they give away that rouge? That is yeah. mind-boggling. That makes no sense. They gave him the rouge and took the penalty for 10 yards? rather than not take the point off the board. I don't get that. Even that one, it, it, the second one even too, right? You, you couldn't give up both of those. If you gave up one, fine, but not both of those to to let Saskatchewan be within a field goal. <laughs> We're not going to get over this one quickly, are we? <laughs> nope. Nope. We got a week to stew in it, and we still got one more episode left. Uh, is it my turn now for grades? I've lost track. Yeah, yeah Toronto, on. Toronto, Toronto, Hamilton. Oh my gosh. Let's go Toronto. I'll give them the A minus. As long as the team can score, they'll be okay. You know, Kelly throwing two. He ran one. I think it shows that they can win ugly and through some adversity again with Chad Kelly. They're good in hostile territory. Yeah, that offense I, is going to be a unstoppable. It's it's I, really good. Yeah, I think with this performance, both Kelly and Caleros, Kelly has taken over the MLP race oh, yeah. without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. That And that's the thing, like, t- Toronto's offense is kind of what I expected out of Winnipeg's offense. And then you chuck in that Winnipeg D, you know, this team should be unstoppable right now, but something's just not clicking for them. Um, <laughs> of course, we went back to Winnipeg again. I'll, I'm going to go to Hamilton. Uh, I'll give him a C minus. Um, unfortunately, they started this game off too slow. Down 17-0 after the first quarter, 17-4 at half. Too big of a hole. I know they made it close and, and got within 10 at some point, but this game was never really close for Hamilton. Um, yeah. And after doing what they did to BC last week, it's kind of a disappointment uh, to see what they, they end up in this game, especially at home on Labor Day. Absolutely. I was expecting more from Hamilton. and They didn't yeah. make a game of it, but they didn't have enough in the tank. No, none. Uh, final game, well, I guess final matchup with these teams. I got the Edmonton Elks. They got a B. No. You know what? I wrote that down before the end of the game because they had a lead and they <laughs> let it slip away. They get a C. Man, they let Calgary come back and now they're, they're, they're done. They're not in the playoffs no more. They're done. So, sorry, you get a C. No one's done in the CFL until you're actually done. 
mathematically they still can make it so again once you have to say mathematically they will make it what are the chances that they will make it mathematically 22 points calgary scored in the fourth quarter to take this game over and win it by four um, i'm gonna give them a b, b plus uh jake mayer looked competent against this team against the Alex d that has been generally good uh running game for calgary was just pounding it as well um you know and the d made stops when they had to so b plus for calgary and like you say they Calgary boosted their playoff chances, which would have been probably almost pretty much done too if you can't beat the Elks at home. Yeah. Uh, but their season still stays alive. And Cal- Kadeem Carey had a huge, uh, what do you call it? What do you call that? Uh, arm? Stiff arm. Stiff yeah. arm. Yeah. Oh, he just embarrassed the guy. Put it in his face and kept going a few yards. That was a good running game. Uh, CFL fans, put your grades down below in the comments. Let's try a mulligan. Obviously, in golf, a mulligan, you get get an extra shot for a bad one. We're going to look at Labor Day at the CFL playoff picture. Has anything changed for you? Who is going to make it? Who's not going to make it? Based on what you said earlier this year. Yeah, I do believe I had Winnipeg, BC making it, and then I picked Calgary to finish third and Saskatchewan last, I believe. Um, So having said that, I think, obviously, Saskatchewan's making it on the West. uh, Winnipeg, BC, Saskatchewan at that point uh Calgary may have saved themselves with this win tonight and look at a crossover because it's doesn't look like Hamilton's gonna uh take advantage of it and take grab that ball and run with it so I think it's gonna be an up and down affair and to be Calgary is probably playing better than Hamilton um Ottawa probably still stays out of it because their schedule is too too tough yeah in, in the west I'm gonna stick with the Bombers still making it uh, I'm not gonna say that I'm not concerned since week three they've been again a slow starting offensive team um, so I don't know. And it's obviously that they're missing Janarian Grant, but I still think they will make the great cup. I think still think it's theirs to lose. In the east, I took the Tie Cats. Uh, can I go with the Tie Cats? Like they've fallen apart figuratively and literally since week one. Bo Levi was a, a disaster. Uh, but you know, I'm gonna stick with them. I'm gonna stick with them. I think they can improve. I think they'll make James Butler the centerpiece in the workhorse. And I think come season's end, the defense will come into place and they could upset Toronto. So you know what? For argument's sake and for fun's sake, I'm going to stick with Winnipeg and Hamilton. I'm not going to change. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to change. It's the CFL, man. Anything can happen. I know. know. (laughs) You just got to make the uh, playoffs, right? Yeah, so much confidence in that one. Let's touch the NFL since it's close to starting soon. Uh, CFL fans, do you still believe in your predictions from early on in the season? Put them in the comments below. NFL season, again, close to starting. Has your final four changed there? Or your semifinalist or Super Bowl winner? Uh, my final four has changed. Who do you got in your final four? Uh, I'm probably still sticking pretty close to what I had said before. Uh, Casey versus Buffalo and Eagles versus the Niners. I got Eagles San Fran and I got Casey Bengals and I, I'm going to have uh, Philadelphia and Casey making the Super Bowl again. I'm going Buffalo over San Francisco. Oh, who, who did you pick to win? Philly's going to win the Super Bowl. Uh, okay. They got a good team. It'll be tough. Yeah. I think I mentioned Casey the last time uh, we talked and maybe San Fran making the Super Bowl, but I was like, nah, you know what? Jalen Carr's going to do something crazy on that defense and that offense with Jalen Hurts is going to be nuts. So I'm going to take Philadelphia to win the Super Bowl. 
It'll be it'll be an interesting season. San Francisco's obviously, you know, a lot of weird situation going on with Trey Lance, quarterbacks, and now Nick Bosa's still not signed either. And you're less than a week away from week one against your Steelers. So they need Bosa, man. Without Bosa in this, it all, that whole D kind of takes a big drop, you know, not having that guy in there. So San Who's Francisco needs that. Who's more valuable to your team, Bosa to San Fran or Chris Jones to KC? Probably Bosa to San Fran, just because KC's got that dynamic offense and Mahomes kind of thing. I know San Francisco also has a good offense, um, maybe a little bit weaker at quarterback until we know what Purdy is. Obviously weaker than Mahomes. Um, so I still think KC can kind of overcome that. But Chris Jones is good too, man. He took oh. over that. He took over that Super Bowl against the Niners there back in what 2019 in that fourth quarter. He took it over and gave KC a chance to actually win that game. So he took over last year's playoffs. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Defensively, he is the reason why KC was in those games. And the same with the Niners with Bosa, man. It's hard. They're both really good players. They both the both those teams. Yeah, both those teams need those guys. Can't just be all offense. You got a brickhead. Yeah, I mean, pretty easy one. Pete Robinson, you get the brickhead. Uh, for that brickhead of a play and and trying to knock Kalaros out. Yeah, it deserves a one-game suspension, without yeah. a doubt. Should have probably even been more. I mean, Simone Lawrence got two, and that was in the heat of the play with uh, that Kalaros quite a few years ago. So, I think Simone Lawrence, Simone Lawrence had a history, though. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think he had another hit, nasty hit before that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sh- yeah, I agree. What a, uh, That was horrible. What are you doing? Make the league look bad. Make Saskatchewan look bad again. Shout out, shout out to Manitoba diver Alex Tiagli. Please forgive me if I didn't say that right. <laughs> he won the gold medal at the Junior Pan Am Games and the High Diving Championships in Lima, Peru. Now, these athletes are diving from like 15, 20, 27 meters. Wow. But this dude can only practice on a 10 meter platform. So he only gets to do his dives when he gets to the location. Really? Wow. That's pretty good then. Wow. Jeez. Isn't that crazy? Like a few days in Peru, he's like, I got to put my dives together. It's like, say what? Uh, yeah, so shout that's out to pretty him. talented. Holy crap. Yeah, and he's going to uh, he's going to train on that Red Bull high dive cliff, whatever diving tour. So Jeez. oh my goodness. Prayers <laughs> my heart skipped a beat just guy. thinking about that. <laughs> I know he's not even your child. My goodness. <laughs> Benny, you have anything to say to our friends? Uh, you know what? Thanks a lot for listening. Don't forget to subscribe, follow. Don't forget to enter the contest on YouTube and subscribe and uh, have a good couple of days. And in the famous words of Simone Biles, I'd rather regret the risks that didn't work out than the chances I didn't take at all. That's heavy. Yep. Huh. Uh, Tagliovaya, Tatuo Tagma, whatever, <laughs> over under playing 15 games this year. Under. Under I don't man I, I I still can imagine him on the field last year I didn't picture that in my head kind of thing I, I just don't feel I don't know I'm worried for the guy hopefully he does obviously make over 15 games but I think he'll be under yeah I think he'll last a year this year I hopefully it just depends caution. what kind of lingering effects are still in that head from those hits right it also depends on that O line well that are, too for sure they're a bottom seven O line uh, it could be because they can't stay healthy. Yeah, Armstead is hurt right now, isn't he? Teron Armstead. Yeah. So. And he was hurt last year, wasn't he? Yeah, on and off last year, a few games here and there. So I think that's the issue. But you know what? I just said that he'll last the whole season, so I'm going to stick with that. 
Hey, friends and neighbors, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Ray Denny Sports. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment, tell us what you think.